0: If we think we're too busy to spend time reading the Bible and praying, Trent Griffith challenges that assumption. Intimacy with Jesus is the
1: one choice that makes a thousand other choices simple. Now, through the years, most of you have probably heard a sermon on Martha and Mary, right? As a matter of fact, people look at this and a lot of people will like do a study in personality profiles. I mean, clearly, Mary and Martha have different personalities. Jesus didn't say, Martha, you're different. Essentially, he said, Martha, you're disobedient. Your problem is not that you're wired different. Your problem is that you have prioritized
0: the wrong thing. Welcome to Resonate with Trent Griffith, Senior Pastor of Gospel City Church in Granger, Indiana. I'm Aaron Paulus. So would you call yourself a follower of Jesus? Are you his disciple? I hope you are. And if that's true of you and of me, there are some things that we need to get right, some choices that we need to make. We're in a series here on Resonate called, Who Does Jesus Say I Am? We've seen that he says, I'm called to greatness. I'm a follower. I'm an everyday missionary. And I'm a neighbor. Last week, we heard part one of a message titled, I Am a Worshipper. Pastor Trent began unpacking this short scene about two of Jesus' friends, Martha and her sister Mary. We're going to review some highlights from last week, then finish up this message from Luke chapter 10. So let's listen now. Here's Pastor Trent. And so let's
1: begin to read. I'm going to give you the first point. There's three parts to this message, three-legged stool, three parts to the message. Here's the first one. Personal worship is the place where I develop intimacy with Jesus. And so Luke chapter 10, beginning in verse 38, says, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village. Now we know from the other gospel the name of this village. It was Bethany, a village just two miles outside of Jerusalem. And there it says a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. Now, what is intimacy? Let's give it a definition, three different parts here. First of all, it is the unrestricted access that we have to Jesus in response to a personal invitation. Notice Jesus comes into the village, but a lot of people welcome Jesus into the zip code, the village, but they haven't. Welcome Jesus into their home like Martha did. You've got a personal invitation. Why would you not get at the feet of Jesus every day? Secondly, intimacy is a nearness driven by the pleasure of a personal relationship. Are you enjoying God? Well, listen, you don't need the gathered corporate worship experience that happens once a week around here. You can enjoy God every day at the feet of Jesus. And then intimacy is a familiarity that's produced by personal affection. Mary was not a stranger to Jesus and neither was Martha. As a matter of fact, Mary and Martha and their brother, do you know his name? In John chapter 11, we're introduced to this guy named Lazarus. And this family was very close to Jesus. Jesus had personal affection for them, and they had personal affection for Jesus. Do you understand that when you are seated at the feet of Jesus, you have the attention of God? He wants to hear your heart. He wants to hear your anxieties, your fears, your joys. Your struggles, your pressures. You have the attention of God. Not only that, we have His Spirit. Because He has left us the Spirit, He can be at your house as much as he is at my house, as much as he was at Martha and Mary's house, because the Holy Spirit gives us access into his presence. And then we have his word. We have his attention, we have his spirit, we have his word, we have access that produces a personal affection. We have the word of God. And by opening our Bibles, we are sitting at the feet of Jesus and he teaches us. This is the way that we develop intimacy with Jesus. Here's the second thing. Personal worship is the place that is challenged by many distractions. Look at verse 40. And Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, "'Lord, do you not care?' that my sister has left me to serve alone. How many of you have ever complained about your sister before? Have you, have you ever had a few complaints? Have you ever registered those complaints with God? Lord, I just want you to notice right now here which one of us is actually doing a better job at loving you. Have you ever had those temptations? Well, that's exactly what Martha is, is, is saying to Jesus right now. She's complaining, she's whining to Jesus about how hard her assignment is while What is Mary doing at this particular moment? Answer, nothing. And that's what Martha should have been doing. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Then she she offers a solution to her own problem. Tell her then to help me. It's a prayer request. (laughs) Did you put that on your prayer request this morning? I made a list of all the distractions, not all of them, but a lot of the distractions that just kept me from the feet of Jesus this morning. Maybe you can identify with some of these. Uh, Bill paying. Anybody distracted by bill paying? Anybody distracted by a lack of money to pay the bills? Yeah. Anybody distracted by the work you have to do to make the money to pay the bills? Yeah, all right. I'm getting some yard work. Anybody yard work, dandelions, weeds, crabgrass, any of that going on? Uh, Moles, gophers, (laughs) grubs, children that have destroyed the grass. (laughs) Presidential politics, home repairs, toilet seats. That was on my list this week. Movies, music, phone calls, text messages, email, can I get an amen? Yes. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, social media. Anybody distracted by any of this stuff? Oh, by the way, did you get the new update? How many of you have one of these? Pull it out. Get, get, everybody pull it out. Pull it out. Did you, they built in a new feature on the phone. And I want to make sure, some of you have never used this feature. I want to introduce it to you. Okay? What happens now, if you press and hold this button on the side, everybody do that. <laughs> press and hold the button on the side. This little bar comes up at the top of your phone. You see that? If you will take your finger now and just move it over to the side, look what happens. It goes into do not distract mode. And some of you have never used this little feature. Thank you for coming to church. It's just, I want to be helpful to you. Okay. Listen, One of the things that keeps us from the feet of Jesus is the things that pop up on screens. Do you realize that when this story was recorded, there were not as many distractions as we have today, and yet Martha still found herself distracted. Martha missed the opportunity to worship Jesus because she was too busy Working for Jesus. Do you know who this story is about? It's the people that have gotten so busy in the work of the Lord that you have neglected the Lord of the work. You are distracted by so many things. The enemy of serving Jesus is not worshiping Jesus. Does everybody hear me on that? The enemy of serving Jesus is not worshiping Jesus. The enemy of serving Jesus is serving idols. It's worshiping other things. It's not putting Jesus first. Here's what I came to tell you this morning. Christ is best served by undistracted disciples empowered by the Holy Spirit as the overflow of intimacy with him. Let me say that again. I need to hear it. Christ is best served by undistracted disciples, empowered by the Holy Spirit, as the overflow of intimacy with Him. Do you have a personal thing going on with Jesus at His feet daily? If not, you, like me, are tempted to be distracted by elder meetings and staff meetings and sermon preparation and counseling and construction. All of those things are necessary and need my time and attention, but none of them are the top priority. We must have a thing at the feet of Jesus. I've discovered that my velocity is often the enemy of my intimacy. And as my velocity increases, my intimacy with Jesus decreases. And so I have to slow down so that good things don't take the place of the best thing. And so we need to make sure that what fills up our calendars is actually the most important things. Let me ask you, are you a Martha? Or are you a Mary? Look here at verse 41. Here's how the Lord answered the prayer request. Lord, tell her to get off her rear and help me. Verse 41, Jesus, but the Lord answered her and said, Martha, Martha. Why do you think he had to call her name twice? I mean, no wasted words in the Bible, right? Luke records, not just Martha. Martha, Martha. I think it was because she didn't hear him the first time. I mean, maybe she was zooming around the house, moving from room to room so fast. Martha, Martha. (laughs) Actually, do you know what we discover anytime we see the Lord using a name twice? At one point, he said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. And he wept over her. And then on the cross, he said, my God, my God. Every time we see Jesus using a name twice, he's weeping. His heart's hurting. He loves Martha so much, he wants to spend time with her. He says, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and you are troubled about so many things. Here's the question, how do you know if you're a Martha or a Mary? The question is, are you anxious? Now listen, it's not wrong to do many things. Jesus didn't rebuke her for doing many things. It's wrong to do many things while you are anxious and troubled. Anxiety comes from this sense that I don't have enough time, I don't have enough resources, I don't have enough energy, and I don't even know that I like doing this. And so it creates this anxiety in your heart. The root issue is a lack of trust, a lack of intimacy with Jesus. And so how do you feel when nobody needs you to do anything? How good are you at sitting still or dealing with awkward pauses in church Did you just feel like something was broken? Because something wasn't coming at you so fast and your brain just like ah oh, I don't know what to do with the space. That could be a sign that you are anxious and you're troubled with so many things. Here's another question. Are you critical of others? I mean, Martha is clearly ticked off at her sister. She's making comparisons with the number of calories she's burning for Jesus, the number of calories that her sister's burning for Jesus, with how hard her assignment is compared with how easy, seemingly, Mary's assignment is. Do you ever do that? What do you do when others simply start worshiping unashamedly? adoring Christ, does that make you uncomfortable? When people take the level of conversation beyond the surface down to things that are spiritual and eternal, how do you feel about that? I'm convinced the reason why some of you don't come to our Fresh Encounter prayer meetings is because you know that's where the people that are comfortable sitting at the feet of Jesus show up. And you're not great at that. Do you try to escape an environment that gets intimate and personal with Jesus because you're so uncomfortable? Listen, are you critical of others? And then finally, are you mad at God? Not only is Martha ticked off at Mary, she's kind of ticked off at Jesus. Tell her to help me then. And Jesus, is like, Martha, Martha, what you need is not the help of Mary. What you need is the help of me. Sit down, shut up and listen. And I will teach you things that will transform your life. And so understand that Jesus had done so much for her. She'd raised her brother from the dead. And he was in the process of transforming her life as well. Here's the last thing. Personal worship is the place where I prioritize the one thing necessary. Notice at verse 41, verse 42. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. My question to you is this, is intimacy with Jesus your number one priority? How do I assess that? Well, understand this. When I understand that intimacy with Jesus is the one thing necessary, I will make my thing the number one thing meeting with Jesus. My thing is to keep the one thing, intimacy with Jesus, thing one. And if you have anything else in the category of thing one, you are missing out on the things that you really need. Intimacy with Jesus is the gateway to everything I really need. Whatever else is a higher priority than Jesus, I guarantee you it will never satisfy you, no matter how much of it you get. Rest, sleep, vacation, money, career, friends, followers on Instagram, none of it will satisfy. Only intimacy with Jesus meets the thing that you were created for. That's why one of the greatest prayers in scripture is found in Psalm 27. He says, one thing have I asked of the Lord that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, the presence of the Lord, all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple, to get so close to Jesus that you can gaze and and admire and adore the beauty of what you see there. Intimacy with Jesus is the one choice that makes a thousand other choices simple. Now, through the years, most of you have probably heard a sermon on Martha and Mary, right? As a matter of fact, people look at this and a lot of people will like do a study in personality profiles. I mean, clearly, Mary and Martha have different personalities. Some people would say, well, they obviously have spiritual gifts. On the spiritual gift test, I'm sure that Martha came out with the gift of serving. And I'm sure that that Mary had some, you know, special, intimate, warm, fuzzy, feely type emotional serving gift that way. But they're just clearly different. If they took the Enneagram test, I'm sure that Martha would show up as a two. And I'm sure that Mary would show up as a four. And of course, they're just wired differently. So you shouldn't have the same expectation of people that are wired differently. Is that what Jesus said? No, Jesus didn't say, Martha, you're different. Essentially, he said, Martha, you're disobedient. Your problem is not that you're wired different. Your problem is that you have prioritized the wrong thing. And so he he elevates the worship above the work. Do you know what this means? I am... As close to Jesus as I have chosen to be. You are as close to Jesus as you've chosen to be. Well, I want to be closer. What did Jesus say? Mary has chosen. The reason she was at Jesus' feet is not because she was wired to be at Jesus' feet, it's because she chose to be at Jesus' feet. It's a choice. Now listen, getting real practical here, we need to understand. Some of you are like getting all motivated. It's like, okay, I'm gonna prioritize intimacy with Jesus. And you're gonna go out of here and you're gonna fail miserably within 24 hours. You know why? Because you didn't make a plan. Because if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So if you're gonna be intimate with Jesus, you're gonna have to make some plans. Here's, Here's what you're gonna have to do. You're gonna have to, number one, stop doing something that you're already doing. It could be, I I helped you already. Greatest thing I've ever done for you is I showed you how to turn off your phone. And so that's gonna free up hours of your day, actually. And you just turn it off, now what are you gonna do with that? Well, Jesus is waiting. Um, at your, you know, just come sit, and there you go. Now now you're going to have to hear from him. So we're going to have to get a Bible. Some of you don't, don't have a, a real Bible. It's like, if I turn off my phone, I don't have a Bible. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. You need a real Bible. So get one that has paper and ink, okay? Listen, but they're so expensive. You just turned off your $700 phone. <laughs> Invest in a Bible. It's going to outlast the week. Open it up, grab a pen, get a journal and just sit there. Read the words, don't move. Read them again, read them again, read them again. And then fill up the page with everything that comes to your mind as the Holy Spirit begins to illuminate what the word says. And you will be shocked at how intimate that time will become. And listen, if it doesn't happen in the first 15 minutes, don't be shocked by that. You're just decluttering all the stuff that's been distracting you all these years. And so wait and listen and Jesus will speak and the spirit will inspire you. Listen, I said, this is the one choice that makes a thousand other choices simple. You know what that means? You don't ever have to decide what you're gonna do on Sunday. You're gonna come to church, why? Because that's part of the three-legged stool. And if you got time left over for other things, you can do that too. I just just helped you with the first part of your day. You're going to spend the first part of your day with Jesus. And if you have any time left over, you can do other stuff. You don't ever have to say, I don't have enough time to read God's word. This is what you'll say. I didn't have enough time to watch Netflix or update Facebook because I spent time reading God's word. You don't ever have to say, I don't have enough money to give to God. You know why? Because if you prioritize intimacy with Jesus, you give to Jesus first every time He gives to you. And then if you got anything left over, then you can give it or spend it on other things. But you you can say, well, I can't afford to buy this meaningless thing because I gave to God first. Jesus is my priority.
0: And the way that message ended was with all of us spending some time simply sitting at the feet of Jesus, worshiping Him in song, In fact, let's take a moment right now to worship Jesus. Here's City of Light with a sweet and simple melody. This song helps us focus on the truth that Jesus is both strong and kind. Jesus
2: said that if I thirst, I should. if I am weak I should come to him no one else can be my strength I should come to him for the
0: Isn't it good to bask in our relationship with Jesus, the one who is both strong and kind? That's Colin Buchanan in City of Light, helping us spend some time at the feet of Jesus, worshiping him. Before that, we heard from Trent Griffith, warning us not to forget that serving and being busy about good things should never take priority over worshiping the Lord. In addition to the time we spend personally with God, reading His Word and praying, we also need to spend time worshiping Him along with His people. And that's what going to church is all about. If you're in search of a church here in Michiana where you can grow and serve and, yes, worship, why not consider Gospel City Church? We gather both in person and online For more information about gathering times and locations, just go to MyGospelCity.org. Again, that's MyGospelCity.org. And be sure to follow us on Facebook by searching for Gospel City Church. Well, next week, we'll hear from another of the pastors at Gospel City, Tyler Holder. He'll be talking about the fact that when we cry out to God in prayer, he hears us. I hope you'll join us for that. Well, thanks for listening today. I'm Aaron Paulus, and my prayer is that your prayers and God's word would resonate in your heart this week. Resonate with Trent Griffith is a ministry of Gospel City Church. Visit us online at mygospelcity.org.